creativity, execution, and perseverance. So I have Todd here, and I'm so excited to film this podcast with him because he is such an amazing person. He has such an amazing product and brand, and I just think he has the best outlook. So let's welcome Todd to the podcast. Thank you for having me on the podcast, and uh, yeah, I really appreciate. I really appreciate being here. And um, okay, yeah, I really appreciate uh, you having me on the podcast, and I look forward to uh, giving some insight into what what it is to be an entrepreneur and my experiences. Yeah, I mean, I'm so excited for you to share. I know you've been in the business for a little while, so. Let's get into it. So what inspired you to create Waxeline? I really wanted to have the products for myself, basically. There's just so many personal care products out there. And even a lot of the natural ones aren't that natural. I just really wanted something um, that not only was completely natural and organic and all that, um, and had sustainable packaging, but also really worked um, and works mm -hmm. better than other stuff. So the key is to uh, have that combination of something that is natural, but is actually better than the other alternatives as well. Yeah, that's so awesome. I think that's how a lot of really great hygiene products actually begin, by, by seeing the need for it and creating it yourself. Usually, if you want something, then somebody else does too. Um, that's not always the case, but usually, if you want, if you want a certain product, if you have a pro problem, then there's a solution uh, to it that somebody else is looking for as well. Yeah, that's such an interesting way to think. I think that's a very selfless way to think because a lot of people think about just themselves but if they have a something that you know like you said needs a little bit of um help then perhaps someone else may need help in that area too that's exactly right it's mm -hmm. the it's a it's a big world a lot of people we're, we're all different we're all unique but we have a lot of the same challenges mm -hmm. so how does it feel to know so actually, before we get into this question, can you just explain briefly what Waxoline is and what it does for people? Waxoline is uh, organic ointment that replaces petroleum jelly and a lot of other uh, ointments that uh, typically are made of petroleum products and mm -hmm. So wanted to make one that uh, that actually is organic, and we have a patented aeration process, so it won't clog pores. You get the natural oils that soak in, and it basically works better than most products that you would use for eczema. We have a ton of you know people saying that they 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 it works better than anything they've used for their eczema, and yeah, probably being the main the main, main use, but it also has hundreds of other uses, everything from removing makeup, diaper rash for babies, running, biking, swimming, and uh, celebrity makeup artists in Hollywood use it a lot for uh, 
especially for people who are on set all the time, they don't want to have a bunch of petroleum products on them all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so awesome that you were able to make something like that that has so many uses and helps so many people. Thanks, thanks. Mm-hmm. So how does it feel to know that a product you've created is directly impacting people's lives? Well, that's the most rewarding part. And that's what gets me out of bed on day after a long, bad day, the day before. Sometimes you just don't want to get up and face it again. But knowing that there's people out there, it's the customers who have a, a real issue, the ones who have said, hey, look, we, I've never found anything that really works for my eczema until I found Waxlene. And it just really changed my life because um, they, they feel less self uh you know, self, uh, uh, what, what's the word for it? They, they feel better about themselves going out. And they also, another thing, just sometimes eczema can be really uncomfortable or cracked heels um, from calluses can really be painful. So doing everything possible to, uh, you know, help, help out with people's yeah. skin needs ended up being much more of a, uh, like life-changing event than I ever figured. I didn't know that uh, people had such so much different, so much difficulty and and discomfort, and how much that actually can change somebody's life. So, can you give one example of a testimonial that changed someone's life? There was one person. I can give a few. There was one that that. Uh, well, I'll give two examples. How about that? <laughs> One where she, uh, we got an email that said that she's in her early 20s and she was afraid to go out at night because she had eczema on her face so much that she didn't like the way she looked. And since using waxing, she's actually able to go out and feels confident. And um, so literally changed somebody who was just uh, I guess self-isolating, but this was before <laughs> all that was happening and uh, when we didn't have to self-isolate and now uh, I guess we can all appreciate what that's like. And she, then she, then there was another person who I actually met in person at a demo in Whole Foods and uh, she came up to me and said, oh, I bought this uh, a, a month or two ago and it totally changed my life because I struggle with really dry skin and she showed me that she had a few little marks that were going away. She says, usually that's all over my whole body and I'm just extremely uncomfortable and thank you so much for making this product. And that was that was really early on uh, within the first year of, of, of having the product available and that was a moment for me when I realized that what we were doing was more than just moisturizing people's skin yeah. and, um, you know, having this all purpose ointment, but it was more that for some people, this is a, a huge, a huge challenge. I think everybody has some dry skin issues at some point, especially chapped lips, but, uh, uh, some for others, it's like a huge, you know, major life challenge that can, that can so for some people more mm-hmm. than others, actually like a life changing thing when they find a product that works, especially one that doesn't have a bunch of toxic ingredients in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, that's so awesome. I, I used to have, um, pretty bad chronic acne when I was in middle school 
And so I know sort of what it's like to not be so favorable of your appearance. And, and to be able to give someone the confidence to be able to go out when they're not favorable of how they look is, is definitely life-changing. And I think that's so awesome that you do have this product available for people to change their lives. I'm sure you've changed many more lives than you know of, you know, in so many ways. I just think that's so, that's so noble, so honorable. Thank you. Thank you. I think you're right, because not everybody writes a testimonial, and we've had literally thousand emails and testimonials and reviews people saying how how much how grateful they are so it mm -hmm. that literally is what keeps me keeps me going yeah I found, found a new hobby new passion a new a job i should say mm -hmm. so more than a hobby um, yeah you you mentioned that, that it keeps you going do you feel like it gives you the servicing helping people kind of give you a sense of purpose yeah, I think that at some point um, it, it it takes over my identity to some extent, uh, probably more than it should. Some some people who run businesses really stay focused and try to are very cold about it and say, you know it's just business and try to take the emotions out of it, which is from a business perspective actually smart because you don't want to let your emotions influence your decision making too much but for me it i'm really passionate about what i do and so so i couldn't ever completely remove the emotions and mm -hmm. definitely gives me it gives me a reason i'm not just punching numbers and um and all that it's it's more about uh the purpose and then everything else has to follow uh, I stay focused on the purpose mm -hmm. and the rest will fall into place is my uh, it's my theory anyway yeah yeah so along the lines of having a business and stuff like that in your opinion what is the difference between having a business and having a business that helps you know positive impact on the lives of others well I think it would be hard to to run a business that that didn't have a positive impact on other people's lives and businesses impact everybody's life and so everyone has a different perspective on what they think is a positive impact too so for me i wouldn't want to open a mcdonald's franchise because you know hamburgers aren't like the best thing for anybody anyway and then especially not particularly those hamburgers, sorry, McDonald's, but that's my opinion. So that said, so, and I'm gonna say this not only so that I don't get sued by McDonald's um, for saying, for, for degrading their brand, but, uh, but somebody out there feels McDonald's is, is doing a good thing and look, they're getting people cheap hamburgers, which there's people out there who really, that's a life-changing thing that they can go out and get a cheap hamburger. Um, so that's, that's maybe some people, for somebody opening McDonald's franchise is a noble, is a noble feat. For me, however, no, not so much. So uh, I think to try to get up 
I don't know if ever I shouldn't say, I don't know if all your listeners have experienced this, but most people who've been in the workforce for an amount of time and uh, geez, even going through school, there's just, when it's not fun, when you're not into it, uh, if you've had a job where you just, you don't like going to the job and then just going to work, it, the day seems so long. Whereas if it's a job that's a little more enjoyable, the day wraps up like it was so quick and you just didn't even know. Yeah. You didn't realize you were doing it. And then whereas at school, you're like, okay, ceramics class is really fun. But then, you know, then English comes along and, and it's just, you know, or, or government, that was the class. And the, my government teacher was terrible too. And it was, I mean, government, it could be really interesting, but it's pretty dry subject. And I remember just, just trying to get walk in the door i would like have to take a big deep breath and so i just couldn't imagine doing that to try to every day at some job that because one thing with with running a business is that you once you're in it you're in it and you really can't it's you can't get fired which is great but it's also you can't get fired and you can't really quit you can i guess you can close up the business anytime you want but uh not really it's not quite like where you're just gonna walk and be like, you know, I'm looking for another job, found a new job. It's a little bit bigger of a transition period. So um, yeah, it is important to find something yeah. you really like. So along those lines of that, I think it's, some, it's, it's important to mention that when you do have a business, it's something that you can, if it doesn't work out, you can always get another job you know, there will always be some job out there, Starbucks or Vons or something. But, and that's why it's, you should always go after a dream if you have one. And especially, I feel like in, in a case where if you have a dream that will positively affect the lives of other people, that's only more of a reason to start. Yeah, that is completely true. So while you can't just walk in and quit, the, the truth is you can just shut up, shut a business overnight. And, and it's important to know when to pull the plug on a business and that this is not working. Uh, maybe I didn't plan this out properly uh, or my plans are not coming to reality at all the way they were on paper. You can just pull the plug and you, there is important to do that. And you can just go back to how it was before. You didn't really lose anything. Uh, just gain experience and knowledge especially if you don't put in too much money but the if you put in a million dollars i guess then that's sometimes why people will stay or they'll get in amount large amounts of debt i always recommend not taking on too much debt uh that's always a lot of times is, it just adds stress more than anything it, it can be nice to uh and sometimes it's necessary i know we've had to do that with waxeline and it ends up turning into a huge, uh, a lot of times it worked out fine, but there's been times when, you know, you, you have to, uh, you have to make those payments. And so that can be really stressful. So it's better to, uh, that's actually some advice going into businesses to keep it, keep yourself in a position where, yeah, if things aren't working out well, you can just step away and go back to what you were doing before. And if you plan things properly, you really, you really should be able to um, start. Yeah, start with even if it's even if you don't have a ton of money to start a business, you can 
these days you can get it going and pretty easily and just and just um, yeah and, and and be in a position where if if you need to you you're you're, you're going to go you can go back to whatever jobs you were doing before and but plus you have this experience you have insight and you have more knowledge you're always going to learn, yeah. learn something and if you go to business school to get an MBA it's going to cost you know a hundred thousand dollars or something anyway so if you spend a hundred thousand dollars on a business and lose that you actually have more knowledge than you would have gained going to get a going to school for an MBA so yeah so the so since you mentioned do you think that you need a formal education to start a business definitely not uh I think it can, it is always helpful. It's always good to have as much knowledge and as many tools as you can going into that. Plus you meet a lot of people at, at a university who can, who can add value and you can call on them for different needs of the business. But I, I have a mighty reason human physiology, pre-med and physiology and um, I have a two-year degree in music, so it doesn't it really, I just always changed course. And then after all that mm -hmm. schooling, I ended up opening a business. Uh, that said, I, I learned, I did take some business courses in college and, mm -hmm. and really when I was taking the classes, it didn't really, the concepts didn't totally become clear. I memorized the definitions, but as soon as I opened the business, I was like, oh, okay, that's what a margin is. And I realized how important margin is and, and all these little things that, that if you, I actually would recommend if you do go to business school to open some sort of business, even if it's just a really small thing, uh, mowing people's lawns in the neighborhood, something like that. And then while you're in business school, plus you can help pay for your, your expenses and maybe even your tuition. Yeah. But you have something that you can apply all that knowledge to because it's, you really don't, uh, there's so many other resources besides school too nowadays online and uh, you always have to be careful about what you read on the internet, but there's a lot of very valuable, uh, very, very valuable resources there. And there's the SBA, the Small Business Association in the U.S. that, um, most cities have an office and you can contact them even by phone or just uh, it's normally you can just pop in there and there's retired retired business uh, men and women who uh, they're there to help you and they'll just take the time for free it's free free resource oh that's great yeah yeah and the, that's what I did is, and there was all these pamphlets. They even had all these pamphlets. I just read the flyers. I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I think a lot of it comes down to being self-aware. If you, if you know that it's something that you need to feel comfortable to, you know, move forward, then that's a good step for that person. But if, someone is completely overwhelmed at the thought of it and doesn't really think it's necessary and this really want to get started and I think it really just up to that person and knowing what is best for them. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be a barrier. Uh, oh, I don't have an idea. I don't know. 
uh, you can always know more. And this, that's learning, like this is the first step. I'm gonna learn this and it's that determination. You can go take classes and if you have the same attitude that like, I don't know what I, I don't know anything, then you're just gonna kind of stay there. You have to go at everything as a learning experience and just uh, take it one step at a time. And like you said, be self-aware and, and be realistic about what you do know and what you don't know. It's always yeah. gonna be humble. Along these lines, I just wanna mention that asking for help, especially from, you know, like you said, organized groups, that are free, people are willing to help and it's, there's no shame asking for help. That's a good That's point. A good That's something that I've, and like, even though I did go to the SBA uh, and learned a lot from, and did ask for help sometimes, I think that I've sh I should have done more of it. I've, I've, I don't like to use the word should, but uh, there's definitely been times in the past when I didn't, when I didn't uh, take help that was available or mm -hmm. listen to people as much as, as maybe I could have. And, uh, but there's always moving forward. So in the future, that's something I try to do more now is rely on other people uh, and just let them and, and their expertise, let them, let them provide what, what they know and and then, and then if you do what they say and they're wrong, then it's not your fault. So that's always good too. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah. So you mentioned earlier that you did demonstrations inside of Whole Foods. I'm just curious to, in the beginning, was it a lot of hard work to kind of get off the ground? I just want to know, but what was the, first few years what did that look like well, that's a good question it was a lot of hustle one one because yeah we didn't know exactly what what we were doing from the perspective of having been in the industry and done this kind of thing before uh, it was the third business i had started i had owned a restaurant first all organic made everything made from scratch and then had a, a retail uh, retail store in san francisco and then but manufacturing was different I, I had been in natural products with the restaurant and and the store so I, I understood the industry a little bit from that perspective but i had never launched a product i had been on the other side i had selling in my store i had people come in and that's that was the the what I tried to draw on what I did know and so I went around to a lot of different stores made a test batch of of this product uh, you know we we had done some some experimenting with it and a lot of friends were like this stuff is amazing you guys have to you know make this and so we took it around to made a, a little batch and then took it around to some stores and like all the stores were buying it and the customers were buying it before I even left the store because I'd be explaining it to the store owner and they would overhear and be like, oh, I need that. And they would buy it. And so then the owner's like, okay, sure, I'll buy it. I'll put this on the shelf and went into a lot of stores really quickly. Waxing was in all the Whole Foods uh, in, Northern, in Northern California within just a few months of being available. And That's amazing. And then, and then I went around and you know, just did the demos, 
that was the first step is to get it into the store, but then you have to sell it through the store. And early on, nobody really knows what the product is. So you have to, uh, you gotta figure out how to talk to people. And that was what I knew was, was in person. So I just went to the stores and did the demos. Uh, waxing's in Sprouts now. Uh, it, it, waxing's actually not in the Whole Foods at the moment. Um, with Amazon and things got a little complicated. We're sticking with the, the smaller um, resellers and actually shifted things online, which is where I was going with that. that. At the time, that was the way to get in front of people. Now, it's a slightly different challenge. So I'm relearning how do I get in front of people and explain to the product online, which is, which is a different challenge, but at a, say at one of those Whole Foods demos, I would talk to maybe 40 or 50 people in a few hours, if I'm lucky, sometimes only 10 or 15, and uh, stand there for hours. Whereas online, if you, if you get right, you can, you can get in front of a lot of people, you can get in front of thousands of people really quickly. Yeah. So, so that's, that's sort of the, the direction a lot, of, a lot of people go. That said, there's nothing, nothing can really replace that in person when you're actually talking to someone I feel like uh, you know you're you're really really connecting with the customers at that level, and for me, it's more valuable at the time starting because I was able to get the feedback from the customer right there on the spot yeah. and refine uh, everything about what I was doing to to meet the customer's needs, which at the end is what it's all about the the customer is the hero, and so really want to focus on what the customer's needs are and that's the best way to to get that feedback that said there's there's ways to to do that online it's just different from what i know so for me it was about hustling having had a restaurant and everything i've been used to just just you know hustling and pushing things through quickly because i didn't have there wasn't a lot of money for the starting of, of the business so really had to do everything grassroots style uh, which means you really want to push fast but that said if uh, it, it doesn't not all businesses have to be that much of a hustle you can take your time and uh, get and you can take your time and get things to flow at the rate that they that, that is more comfortable for you. If it's a say, say you have a, a job and you don't want to quit your job or you want to do this on the side and you're only working a few hours a day on it, it is possible. That said, it's going to take longer to reach reach the goals that you that you have because you're, it's just the number of hours a day you're putting in. Uh, working smart is better than, uh, well, we're, working smart isn't necessarily better than working hard. I always say it's better to work smart and hard but mm -hmm. working smart is better than working stupid. So yeah. <laughs> better than working not smart, not to use the word stupid, but mm -hmm. uh, it's so, so it's not always about, but it's always going to be, a, there's a, there's just a lot of, a lot of things to do, uh, a lot of things to do to get set up. Like when you go camping, you get out there and you got to set up the tent, you got to get everything planted and, or you don't, and you, you you make your own campsite for yourself. You either if you put a lot of time into setting up your tent and your kitchen area and all your things, you have this really nice campsite and you're living like luxury. 
Whereas if you don't do that and you just kind of run out there, pop your tent up really quick after it's already dark and then you don't have time to do things then you just sort of have to rough it a little bit and it doesn't yeah. go quite smoothly, so. Yeah, definitely. So because you were, you were doing demos and connecting with customers, did you need to kind of have a sense of trust and how should I say, you have to be sort of proud of your product and have a little bit of a sense of, a sense of not being afraid to, to go out there and do the nitty gritty. So when you're, when you were doing demonstrations for customers, did you did it did it ever did you ever get maybe somebody did it have the courage to have to go out there and see see talk, see, talk to people face to face? I, I see where you're from. Mm -hmm. There definitely is a bit of of fear, uh, and and I'm not. It's not. I'm not really prone to public speaking. Uh, but I had to, I definitely would have to get myself pumped up a little bit. I just powered through it and just went out there. I knew that's what I had to do. And this is what I'm going to do. It's real easy to just not show up and just say, you know, and chicken out uh, from that perspective. I just knew it's what I needed to do. And then yeah. I always sort of, I like to get the most of my time. I've noticed a lot of the, the people at the demos, especially if they're hired, it's not their company, they're just getting paid to go. They'll just stand there and they'll wait for people to come up to the booth and talk to them. Hi, dearest lovely. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Todd Cooper. This episode will resume right after this short ad break. Clean beauty and fashion are important to us here at the Dear Lovely Universe podcast. Each purchase you make leaves an imprint on this world. That's why I partnered with Thousandfell. They are a stylish sneaker brand that's made with sustainably sourced materials. They're perfectly paired with any style and are comfortable and recyclable. Not only do they look good, but they will also make you feel good knowing that you're reducing solid waste in landfills and your own carbon footprint. Visit www.thousandfell.com to learn more and be sure to use the code FSUniverse for free shipping. Thank you, Thousandfell, for sponsoring this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this ad. Your episode will now resume. Whereas I, once I got there, I went through all the trouble of setting thing. I'm only there for three hours. I was going to talk to as many people as I could. I would say, hey, how are you doing? And people are walking by and try to just engage as many people as I could. And it's amazing how many people, if you don't say anything, they'll walk by. But if you say, would you like to try some wax lean? It's the best thing you'll ever use for dry skin and chapped lips. You can tell I've said that a thousand times. And, and uh, then you can really engage with the people. And, and that is, that's, I know yeah. 
what I'm saying, I see a lot of people not doing that because there is a certain fear that you, you don't want to feel awkward. You don't necessarily want to be that person who's like, hi, do you want to try this product? Do, do, do. And it's kind of a bit awkward. That's what I'm doing though. That's what I was there to do. I was there to talk to people. I was there to get in front of people. Yeah. So I'm not just going to stand there and be a wallflower. I need to just up there. It's time to get out and hustle. And, and so, yeah, there's, uh, it's really easy to not do that. And, and I guess the wallflower is a good analogy. Like at a school dance, there's always the wallflowers who just stand on the wall and they never go ask anyone to dance. Well, it's the dance, it's once, once a month or there's only three or four school dances a year, uh, for the whole year. And you only get the, your, it's only goes on for a few hours. And this is the, it's it, this time to go ask people to dance. And you know, it's always scary to go do that, but then once you go, if you go up and they say, and they say no, which rarely happens, you know, some people will, some people will be like, oh, I'm already dancing with somebody else. So, okay, I mean, it's not that heartbreaking and you get over that rejection actually pretty quickly. And you just know the fear of rejection is a big thing because you are gonna come, some people are gonna be like, no thanks, I don't wanna try the product right now. But yeah, just like at a school dance, you'll be surprised how many people do want to come over and dance and so you, you it, it, yeah. it there is a huge amount of fear it's a, a lot like a school dance it would be the best the best so what advice do you have for people to overcome the fear of of letting people know like hey you know my product exists my service exists like do you want to come check it out so for me, like I said, I'm very passionate about it. So I don't really necessarily go from a perspective of 100% of this is something that's easy. So when I lose that passion, I have a hard time doing it. even still today. Some days I just, I don't want to tell people about it. I'm not in the mood. Uh, so I think that's the key is to get in the mood and to be passionate about it and to really want to get in front of people and to uh, to just want it and remind yourself that this is what you're doing. You've gone this far and you really like just want, and going back to the beginning where you're saying too about the lives you change, you can always put it, use the number of people whose lives are gonna change. But I could change somebody's life today. I know that if they learn about this product, they're gonna love it. I wanna tell as many people as I can about this product and, and you just have to know that and re remind yourself that that's what you're doing and, mm -hmm. and if you don't do that then you're not then what what are you doing is you re you want these people but people want to know about it yeah even even the stores i go to some people say oh isn't it where you're going you contact all these stores you have a list and you call them up and you make arrangements to go in there and there's a certain standoffness because they have salespeople coming in all the time. And so there's a part of them that don't, they don't want to hear from you, but they do. That's what they do. They're a store. They're selling products. Their job is to know what all, what's out there. Just like the end consumer um, needs to know. They want to know what products. If there's a product out there that's the best thing they've ever used for their dry skin, like wax clean, for example, they want to know about that. It, the people who walk by and at, at the demos, and I do it too when I'm in a grocery store, a lot of times when I go into the store, I know exactly what I want. 
I have a few minutes, I gotta go in there, I'm gonna grab my thing, I'm gonna get out. And somebody's like, do you wanna try this, this, new, this new kombucha? Okay, if it's kombucha, I'll probably stop. But anything besides kombucha or chocolate, I'm probably just gonna walk by and just not try it because I'm too, in too much of a hurry. But it's not because I don't wanna know about the newest pro bar. And, and sometimes even with kombucha, if I'm in too much of a hurry, I might not stop and try it. So I wanna know what the new products are. It's just, I might not always have, it might not always be convenient. So that said, timing is important. You do want to approach people. You don't want to push people if they're, they're not, if it's not the right time, it's not the right time for them. But th at the end of the day, people want to know what's out there. And on social media, they'll follow the brand just because they want, they want to tell, they want to know what the new products are with the new specials. And So I'm curious, was there ever a time when things just felt very strenuous and it started to get kind of rough and you thought maybe I should just, you know, throw in the bag? What, did, what helped you get out of that mindset? Yeah, that's unfortunately that did, that has happened uh, a lot of times and Sometimes more than others, sometimes it's just like, I don't want to do this right now. Uh, but other times, there's been times uh, where we've faced some major turmoils and really had to make that decision. Do I want to keep, do I want to keep doing this? And this is really something that even can, should go on. And, and I did think about the customer, you know, the customers actually what got me over it is just knowing that there's people who, who love the product, myself included. I was like, I don't know what else I'll use. And, and, and ultimately that's, that's what did in this case, um, having had businesses in the past, there is a time, there is a time sometimes you have to think about yourself too and and yeah waxing hasn't always been the most the best thing for me it's definitely taken over my life a lot more than than i think people would recommend a business does and so i've had to uh, definitely had to deal with that a, a quite a bit and it hasn't necessarily enriched my life in the way that i had dreamed but there was times like with the restaurant where it just wasn't gonna work for me anymore. It was too much, too much work for too little reward. Uh, and I wasn't getting the, yeah, I wasn't getting the, I knew we were still making a lot of people happy with the food, but it was just time to move on. And there was enough signs to move. It just like being in a bad relationship, you can keep trying to make it work and trying to make it work. But if you're just six months later, a year later, you're just trying to make it work then it's probably time to just move on uh, and you have to look at each instance differently um, same thing with the retail store the retail world was the environment was changing rapidly and the competition and uh, there was just a num number of factors where i had to look at it and say hey i, I had an opportunity to sell my half the store to uh, a chain and so i did and got out of there and and while, while you know it was just it was time to move on and and so the, those are big decisions to make and and so it, it there's no answer to for the all, be all 
but I certainly would never, never give up just because it was too hard or uh, this or that. The important thing is to look at, well, early on with the restaurant, about six months into it, it had just been, you know, basically losing money, a lot of work, and it wasn't, uh, I didn't have a ton of money to, to keep, keep it going. And I, I said, okay, well, I either need to close this down or I need, to, you know, I, I was going to, but I didn't want to, it was so early on, I didn't want to just go into all that and, and fail. And what, what would I tell all my friends? So I, I ended up and saying, okay, well, I need to make this work. And I completely yeah. overhauled the menu, just looked at the business plan. Is there a way I could make this work? And I made all these changes and that actually ended up working and ended up making a little bit of money after that. So, um, so that's one thing, you know, you, you don't necessarily have to kill, kill the whole dream. Uh, you can just, you can just change it. Um, yeah. just like sometimes if your life, you're going on in your life and you're like, this is terrible. I don't even want to want to do this anymore, you know, and you know people sometimes get suicidal I always say hey look you can you don't you don't have to kill yourself but you could kill your life you know why not just change everything and just change everything and and try something new go travel or do something different and and even if if you can't travel you can just just try something new it's a sign that the things aren't working as they are but maybe you can try some new stuff. And so that's typically what I've done. And, and with waxing, we've gone through some changes. Um, sometimes it's sometimes it was, uh, unfortunate. I always want to give the best price I can to the customers. So I know like our prices are as low as they possibly can be, but uh, some, there's been times I have to, you know what, I have to raise the prices or just the numbers aren't, you know, I'm looking at the page. Yeah. Oh, there's no way, if we, there's no way to do this without, I always try to cut, you know, maybe cut costs somewhere or this, but sometimes you have to raise the price. Um, sometimes it's about you know, one thing we started doing is with Waxlene is started planting a tree for every product sold. Um, that makes me feel better about the carbon offsets and being sustainable. So just making changes sometimes to uh, to reignite your passion or whatever identify what the problem is and then figure out a way around it there are times with certain businesses where when you do that and you go and you look at all the different options and none of them are going to work then i guess it is time to close up shop um, or if you just like i can't if you're trying to do things to make yourself passionate again like and you just can't get passionate about it then yeah you have to maybe close up shop but if you're still passionate about the business and there's still customer, you know, it's it's not just like, there's no bad ideas, but maybe it's not. I, I have started a product in the past that, that was, I always say it was ahead of its time. It was like, people just didn't quite get wrapped their heads around it. And, 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 and so it didn't really sell that well. And so I just, I just walked away from it. But, um, but it was a good product. It wasn't like a bad idea. I've actually seen it on someone else. A big major company has a similar product now. Uh, maybe it's a better timing for it. So there's just always ways to move on and, and you got to do what's right for yourself and what's good for your life personally, mm-hmm. which is something I've learned over the years. Cause a lot of times I, I make too many sacrifices, but it's, but it is important to look at what's, what's important for you and your life and, 
and, uh, and, and, ha and your happiness and your long-term personal goals, family and all that, friends. And yeah, I think what you mentioned about changing a, a plan if it's not working out, I think that's so important. I think that to me personally, failure has never been an option. So, you know, like when I, when I start something, I believe that the mindset to have is just failure is not an option. Just keep going. Obviously, if it's just that detrimental, don't keep going. Like, know yourself. But at the same time, the mindset that I have is just failures never quit. Quitters never fail. And, and I think that it's so important to... Do, if something needs adjustment, adjust it. Keep doing a formula that's not working because you're just going to get the same results. Yeah, there's a point where you would just be banging your head against the wall. But that said, there's always a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. If you, you just really look at it and say, okay, well, I have to change. And sometimes it can be, there's usually probably somebody who is telling you, someone you said earlier, you know, to, it's okay to ask people for help. I was having someone with an outside perspective say, no, you know, I know you really want to have, you know, everything be, be colored green, but the green color is just not working. You're going to have to go with pink. And, and, and you're like, okay, I, I could see, okay, I'll try the pink, you know, just give, try what other people's advice is or try it. Sometimes it is that thing that you're being stubborn about that you don't want to change. Uh, and like for me, I like the price. Sometimes I want to keep the price low, but sometimes you got to raise the price, and and sometimes you have to change the colors or remodel something. And, and depending, there's just so many. I'm being very general, so it could be anything. Uh, but yeah, usually getting that's a good time to seek advice from other people who can offer yeah, an outside perspective, definitely. who who aren't too passionate about it, and they're just they're going to tell you somebody who's maybe not maybe not always a family member but or a friend sometimes it's good to have somebody who is totally removed and is just going to tell you like it is it might not be what you want to hear but sometimes it's good to just like what you're doing is not working uh whether it be for the business or for yourself so maybe try what somebody else says who especially somebody who has mm -hmm. a lot of experience in that field and has been successful in that field then sort yeah. of a no winner Definitely, definitely. That's a great point to bring up, you know, asking for help when that is a quick ask for help. So how do, how do you think entrepreneurship and personal development are connected? Do you think there is a connection? Yeah, yeah. I think they are very connected and um, yeah, I think that, sorry, they, they are very connected in the ways that they, they're very, uh, they're intertwined because when you have something that's happening in, with your own personal growth, it's really easy to put it on the back burner and just wait until tomorrow and you say, oh, I'll just wait, I'll deal with that tomorrow. Uh, I'll fix that problem from, to, you know, another time. And you just go on and keep falling into your same rut, your same habits. 
Whereas with a business, it's more glaring. The you're gonna see these, you're gonna see, and everyone's gonna see these problems again. Why maybe talking to somebody else can be good, and they you have to deal with the problems. Uh, and it really kind of goes with what with the last question a lot. Where what are, what are these with personal growth? You you can make little changes and your little changes and you know, you go on a run every day and then you get a little bit faster, you can run a little bit further and those are the little changes, but then you'll hit a wall and you know, why can't I get past this one point? And so sometimes it takes, takes those major changes and you have to look at things and, and you have to say, it, it's just with a business, it's so important to, to make those those big changes yeah. and and sometimes they're the exact same thing is personal for me it's communication and <clears throat> a lot of times I'm not communicating well in in my personal life and and with business like it's that can be a huge problem so mm -hmm. I, I would be much easier for me to address the problem in a business setting because I have to and you know have to com communicate or especially at a restaurant if you have you don't tell people what what they want and, and and you can't be sarcastic about anything and you can't be too uh, you have to be really patient with everybody and and explain things just how you want it done otherwise they don't know they're not going to know how to make you know, everyone knows how to make a quesadilla but maybe make it oh, i shouldn't say everyone knows how to make a quesadilla but there's a million different ways to make a quesadilla but you know i need to explain to them how we do it at the restaurant this is the, the technique we use yeah and so, so that can then you can just really take those same same ideas and put them over to uh, to your personal life and and it's amazing that like yeah with you'll you'll learn a lot about yourself in entrepreneurship and Absolutely. that the same problems will pop up in your personal life too. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree that personal development and entrepreneurship are intertwined. In so many ways, actually, I believe that as you become more personally developed in your personal life, your business also thrives more because as you grow as a person, it allows you to just grow with your business. I think they're pretty hand in hand. And when it comes to personal development, it still has to be at a certain level where they want something better for their lives and those around them, and perhaps the world, to want to start something greater than themselves. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 something that's really important to to de keep developing both personally and with the business. But the business is so right in front of you. And, and it's like what we're kind of programmed that, well, we're supposed to go to work eight hours a day. Well, why aren't we supposed to work on ourselves eight hours a day? When do we ever do that? Even on the weekends we go and we're supposed to recreate and forget about everything. So, I mean, how cool would it be if it was the other way around where you did personal, personal development for eight hours a day, five days a week, and then on the weekends you went to work? 
I'm still I'm still pushing for that two day work week. You can tell that's the goal. Let's get the two day work week, and then and everyone will be happy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think we touched on this lightly, but I want to emphasize to listeners this important aspect of how important do you think it is to know what you enjoy doing? You know, I think it is important to to know what you what you love to do. It's easier said than done. I think I think that people sometimes it's trial and error because we think that there's something that might be that we like to do or or it is something you really like to do. And but you need to know how much, and the, you need to know the place of what you like to do. So for me, I think I mentioned earlier that I do have a two-year degree in music, and that was what I was pursuing in in college. And when I started playing in in bands and gig for money, it just gets changes the whole thing. And that wasn't as fun for me as noodling around and playing with my friends and and having fun with it. Yeah. All of a sudden, doing that for a job isn't as fun. And I realized, and I really looked at what that life was going to be like for me as far as, uh, and, and, uh, and maybe even in that case, not as much a like, but just real, at what point would I stop liking it? Is it something that you can like doing all the time? Is it something you'd like to do eight hours a day as far as that? And then there's some things, yeah, like I like to exercise um, a lot too. Mm -hmm. I think there might be a point for that with me. I don't know if I would, if I would want to do that all day. You know, there's the, there's just, there's just some things that, uh, that, uh, you know, to be a personal trainer. Some people just love that, and they love working with other people and and helping them achieve their fitness goals. And 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 that to me, that seems like it would be fun. But but yeah, I wouldn't know that unless I tried it. I've never been a personal trainer. I've never. So yeah. sometimes it's a matter of just getting out there and, and giving it a try. Mm -hmm. And and if you see something that you think you're passionate about, give it a shot and, and learn more about it and, and just keep trying things. And some people are really lucky early on in life, even at like five, six years old, they already know what they love to. They love skateboarding and they just, and then they end up doing it. And then some kids like, think you know, love skateboarding. A lot of kids like skateboarding, but then it's not something that they really, you know, they're not like that one kid who just always has the skateboard in his hand and everything is skateboarding and skateboarding and skateboarding. And it's like, you know, a lot of kids, they like to skateboard, but it's not like the, it's not the end. There's other stuff in life besides skateboarding, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I agree. I think it's really important to be self-aware and know what you enjoy doing because like you said, you don't want to decide something all day, every day, doing something you don't enjoy. I think it's a pretty good recipe for discontent. And like you said, it could be just a matter of going out and trying things. You know, like I always say, how are you going to know if you like cherry pie if you never try it? I, and also, I think a lot of the things that people, it's good to keep an, an open mind about trying things because 
it could be something that you just thought I never like. But it, it, hey, if you never tried it, how would you ever know? So try not to keep anything off of the table. Yeah, don't knock it till you try it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are your final, your main messages for listeners? Um, my final message is to just pursue your passion. I have a lot of final messages I could give, but to be on, on point with what we've been talking about today, and I can see where, you know, what your listeners, you know, what, you, what message you want to portray with listeners, I think the final point of that would be to not, not be afraid to, to accomplish what you want to do. Your thoughts are there for a reason. And you might think that other people are having the same thoughts and some, some people are having similar thoughts and your thoughts will certainly influence a lot of people. But if you're thinking about opening a dance studio because you really want to open a dance studio and teach kids and have kids and then you can also develop your, whatever it is that, I'm not thinking about opening a dance studio, but if, if you are, that there's a reason why you are thinking what you're thinking. And if you are considering, if you might be thinking, you know, I just want to get a job. A friend of mine is always like, I just want to have a job on a career. And he was in the insurance industry and it, he was totally happy with that because that's what he wanted to do. He knew that he didn't want to be an entrepreneur and he just wanted to um, have a job. And so he can, and you know, it's worked out well for him. And then for me, I just always, I guess I always knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur and, whatever it is that you want to do, if you want to be the musician and, and then there's a reason why you're having those thoughts. And I, I asked, I remember one time I asked somebody, I said, well, you know, where, where do your thoughts come from? Because what's, where's that originate from? And the, I, I couldn't, I asked a lot of people that I couldn't figure this out. And, and one person said, that's your soul. That's, that's what your soul is, is what's generating your thoughts as opposed to somebody else's. And, and that's how you can find your sole purpose is to follow your dreams. That's why you have your dreams. And Love that. so even if they seem a little ridiculous, maybe, maybe they are a bit ridiculous, but once you get in there and start following them, like all those things we were talking about before, you can refine that and make it not ridiculous. And actually that's how some of the most incredible things have been born, even like Apple computers, right? The, the, the Macintoshes and all that. The, uh, you know, he had this crazy idea that, oh, I'm gonna make this personal computer. And the first one wasn't that, wasn't, wasn't that great, but the, they just kept refining it and refining it. And, and he had this vision of what he wanted it to be. And so I think uh, that we all have some, something to offer and that, that starts, that originates with your dreams and, and your, yeah. your aspirations. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I, that's so true. I think, well, I believed that when people do follow their dreams, things fall, tend to fall into place and start, sort of start to unfold in a way that complements them to achieving what their goals are. Yeah, you're right. It 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 becomes very serendipitous. 
when you when you know it's the right thing and 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 it's amazing how other people will respond because you just you've created this thing this is what i do now and i was like oh you're you're opening a dance studio let me help you i have this thing i can provide for you and, yeah. and they weren't going to say that if you didn't come up you didn't initiate it if you were doing something else they would have something would have had a totally different course but yeah, but yeah the um this is part of the universe and that's how you're tied into the universe is by that's what you have to offer the universe is your dreams and and that's how you know you're a very important part of the universe and and we all are working part of it the whole picture and and you know, if you're thinking about opening a dance studio, then don't become an accountant because that's not clearly what the universe wants for you if that's not what you're thinking about all the time. And, and, and like you said, it might change. Like for me, I was always thinking about music, 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 and I was doing that and then that changed. So I changed course and started doing what the next thing I think. Some people are like that, they're project-based. They do one thing and um, I've gone from all these different, different uh, specialties, you know, I didn't follow one course where I've stayed with one thing. Um, so you just, I, I, I can't live any other way than just doing what is in my head and because uh, that's what I'm going to be thinking about. So if I go to my accounting job, I'm just going to be thinking about opening a personal care company mm -hmm. the whole time. That's not going to be very good for anyone, uh, including the universe. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much, uh, for sharing that message. So my final question is. What does the universe mean to you? So the universe, to me, the universe is infinity. Um, the universe is life. The universe is existence. The universe is everything connected and is the big picture. There is a lot of discussion. I'm not as into the Big Bang, but I won't go too too into the universe because it could be a whole nother three-hour podcast. But the uh, I know it's in the short way is that you know a lot of people believe in in the Big Bang theory, which I get it. I get where they're coming from on that. But my whole thing is, what is it expanding into then? And I think that the universe, and they say, oh, there's multiple universes. My concept of the universe is everything and totalitarianism, and it is everything that exists. It is what the Big Bang is expanding into. It is what everything encompasses. And I think that there are some universal ways. I think that, you know, there's, there's laws that people make up. There's laws of nature that are here on earth. Um, and I think that yeah. but there are some universal things, one of which is gravity. So I think this, this gravity, um, that all, all objects are attracted to each other. So the, you know, the moon and the earth have, are such large mass and they're close enough together that they have this really measurable force, but all objects like, so, you know, you and the refrigerator, uh, although that's not the first thing comes on, but uh, a better way to look at it, it where I'm headed with this is all people also are actually do have a gravitational, there is a pull, there is a connection between all people and all living things. Uh, to yeah. me on the planet, there's the life that's living is such a miracle. You don't really find anything else like it in the near universe. So 
-hmm. Certainly something that should be cherished. Yes, I love everything that you just said. It brings me back to this, this concept that I read in a book about that there's four levels of consciousness. So there's self-consciousness, everything about me, 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 I only, what's best for you? Well, me, you know. And then there's group consciousness. You resonate with a, like a sports team or a state or a country. That's you. And then there's world consciousness. You are associate you associate yourself to the world and everything in the world and then there's universal consciousness where you associate yourself as one with every single living thing and non-living thing in the whole entire universe so i just think that from what you were saying it just sounds kind of like you're on a pretty good universal consciousness here <laughs> thanks yeah <laughs> Maybe too much so sometimes. Maybe I need to come down to earth a little more, but it's, it, it is good from a, for me from a, a spiritual standpoint of just eternity and, and trying to realize that, that this life we're in now might only be, be part of a small part of the picture. And our, our worlds that seem so huge to us are actually kind of just a small part of the really big picture. Yeah. Thank you so much for getting on the podcast, Todd. I really appreciate all of the messages that you shared. And thank you so much for creating an amazing product that, you know, helps so many people. And, you know, thank you for your time and contributing value. Well, thank you for having me. And thanks for having the chat. And I really appreciate all the questions and what you're doing to help inspire people and all your listeners. I appreciate all everyone listening to this as well. Thanks for tuning in and uh, thanks for hearing, hearing me go on and on about, about all my Waxlene stuff. And gosh, sometimes it's like, I just, I won't stop talking, but I appreciate you listening and hopefully it was for some reason and got something good out of it. And that even if there's just one point that can inspire. I think the goal here for both of us is to inspire people. So hopefully we did that. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Todd Cooper. You can find Todd on LinkedIn and be sure to visit www.waxaline.com. You can also find these links in the description. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share it with your friends and family. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, I would be very grateful for a review and rating. It helps a lot and I really appreciate it. You can sponsor this podcast by donating a small monthly fee to keep the episodes coming at www.dearloveluniverse.com support. You can find me at Dear Lovely Universe on Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Have a wonderful day and thanks again for listening.